Good morning, LCU. My name is Sean Tyler, and I teach missions here in the Bible department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, wife, my wife Linda and I uh, spent 31 years as missionaries over in East Africa and returned to America in 2012. So if you can imagine, I'm still getting used to living here in America. I want to encourage everyone to think about being missional in your daily routine, uh, in your education, and, and also in your future profession. In fact, I think we can help you do that here at LCU. We, have, we offer a minor in missions and missional engagement that can, I think, enhance your Christian witness once you leave here. If you're interested, just come by and see me. I'm in room 100 in the Bible department, and I'd be glad to have you come by and visit. Maybe get a free cup of coffee out of me from that. Now, let me, let me share with you a story, if you don't mind, from my experience on the field. I believe I was the participant of the shortest worship service that ever was held in East Africa. The shortest worship service. And the reason for that short service rests upon three things. An avocado tree, an orange-headed lizard, and Kevin. Now let me give you some background about the sense to make what happened to me that day at Nabicolo. First of all, Kevin. Kevin was a 21-year-old intern visiting us for the summer. He was from Texas, starting his senior year in the university in the fall, and he had raised money for the summer internship, and he was very enthusiastic about experiencing as much as possible as he could during his time in Kenya. However, I need to mention that Kevin was easily startled. His siblings and grandfather discovered that during his childhood. And just with the slightest scare from somebody, Kevin would involuntarily yell out in a high-pitched scream, Woo! He'd just do like that, Woo! His grandfather, known to Kevin as Papa, loved that. In fact, on every occasion, he would try to figure out a way to scare Kevin to elicit that high-pitched, Woo! Coming out of Kevin. In fact, it happened so often that Kevin eventually changed his yell to, Woo, Papa! Woo, Papa! Kevin's yell continued throughout childhood, throughout his adolescence, and all the way into university. In fact, any time he was ever scared at all, he would shout out, Woo, Papa! Now, I knew that from the short time that I had been with him during this internship, but you know what? I never considered how that might affect our African friends in a worship service. Second, avocado trees are commonly cultivated in a lot of the compounds in African homes. And you know what? Where we were, 60 inches of rain a year combined with wonderful warm sunshine in East Africa, the trees produce the avocados larger than grapefruit. In fact, the avocados you see here today, that's the size of the seeds in the avocados over there. They are big. They are heavy. Hard as a rock until they ripen. In fact, they become so heavy that they would fall down, break off, and fall to the earth with a loud poof onto the ground. It's common wisdom not to sit under an avocado tree before harvest when the tree is heavily laden. Third, 
East Africa is home to a beautiful lizard, about a foot long. It has a bright blue body, and for some reason, an almost luminescent orange head. These lizards love to climb the walls of mud houses, run up along the wall plates inside the room, and without hesitation, run up the wooden poles that hold up the tin roofs. They're so numerous and so common that everyone is accustomed to watching them run around inside the houses, stop, look around, and for some reason, they do push-ups on the pole. They'll run up and then just do this, looking around. The weirdest thing. And yet it, it became common. Well, we drove out. You think, you, you think you know where you're going with this, right? You think you know the story here. We drove out to Nabicolo on Sunday morning. It was a beautiful, bright morning, clear sky. It was during avocado season. Because the missionaries were coming and we were bringing a visitor with us, attendance was rather large. In fact, the small building was crammed from one side to the other. The building was made of mud, covered with a tin roof, had two narrow doors, one in the back, one up in the front on the side. And the only other openings to the outside were three windows, about 24 inches in square. Inside, the floor was raised just a bit up in the front for the speaker. And the rest of the room was filled with wooden benches placed just far enough apart so that a person could sit down without sticking their knees into the person in front of them. With the room full, we were stuffed in there like sardines. Now, during our visitation before the service, many people came up to Kevin and they greeted him in Swahili and they would say, Oh, Jambo Sano, Bariyako, Mzima Namnagani. But he didn't know what they were talking about and he would kind of bow and kind of smile and chuckle and, and they would stop for a minute and then politely kind of laugh and politely greet him in English. It was obvious to everyone that Kevin was the visitor and that he didn't really know any Swahili. As we settled down in the building, I noticed several large lizards scampering along the wall plate, doing push-ups, running up and down the poles. I'd become so used to the sight that I didn't even think about mentioning them to Kevin. I found out later that he hadn't noticed them. Wow. As we settled down, we got there. It was time to start the service. One of Nabicolo's leaders stood up in front, raised his hands to gain the attention of everyone. In a very solemn tone, he said to everybody, let us pray to begin our worship service. At that very moment, while everybody was bowing their heads and closing their eyes, Three things happened within a microsecond. First, a huge avocado from a tree outside broke off the limb and fell onto our tin roof. Bam! In a loud noise just above us. Second, the avocado hit at exactly where a lizard was sitting on the pole... And the loud bang caused him to jump off of the pole and fall to the ground. Third, 
What the lizard didn't know was that Kevin was right below them. And with his head bowed and his shirt collar open like this, the lizard hit him in the nape of the neck and slid down into the shirt, grabbing a hold of, of Kevin with his little tiny claws. Well, you can imagine Kevin reacted just like you would expect. Without a thought of where he was, Kevin jumped up from his wooden bench and started dancing around and slapping his back and, and, and started yelling in a high-pitched scream, Woo, Papa! Woo, Papa! He did that several times to try and get rid of whatever it was that was attacking him. What, I, and I didn't think about it, but what I didn't realize and what Kevin didn't know was that Upapa sounds very much like a Swahili word, Upepo, Upapo, Upepo, which means demons, evil spirits. <laughs> Well, as Kevin was yelling out, ooh, Pebble, the prayer stopped. All eyes jumped up, looked at Kevin, and he's sitting there and doing this. Everybody knew he didn't know Swahili, but yet there he is yelling out evil spirits. It looked as though he's being attacked by something. And within an instant, everybody stood up and ran. <laughs> Little kids jumped out of the windows. They knocked the benches over and we, we emptied the building in 10 seconds. Those fine church members weren't ones to stand around outside either. They hit the trails and they ran for home. And they left me and Kevin inside the building by ourselves. Well, with all the dancing around, the, the, the lizard finally let go. And thankfully, he had, didn't have his shirt tucked in and it fell down onto the ground, scampered back up on the wall and had big eyes like that, wondering what happened to it. I was able to calm Kevin down and point to the lizard, explain to him what happened. We waited around for about 30 minutes for people to come back, but it seemed like no one was interested in returning to the place where Upepo were. <laughs> so our service ended before the opening prayer was finished. We made it home very early. Earlier than expected. And you know what? It took Nabicolo months before they ever invited me back to come and visit them. And when they did invite me back, they sheepishly asked me, don't bring Kevin with you. <laughs> Let me focus a little, a little bit about speech. You know, it, our intentional speech reflects our maturity of faith. And once we become believers in Christ, we should begin to align ourselves with Christ in our values, in our goals, in our thoughts, in our actions, and in our speech. All of these characters, characteristics of who we are should not be overly influenced by the surrounding culture or the media, even our family, but by Christ and his teachings. Besides how our words reflect our own heart and, and faith, our words can affect other people as well, whether unintentionally like Kevin or intentionally. What we say can have a powerful impact on other people. 
I want you to think for a moment about the beginning of the Bible and the story of creation. God spoke creation into being. God said, let there be light. God created the universe and all that was in it by his words. God reveals himself to us through speech. And the one who came and revealed to God to us in the flesh is called the word. Out of all creation, only humans share our word speech with God. So please listen to this. Words are a powerful, precious gift. And we also, in the image of God, can create with our words. With our words, we can create peace, harmony, unity, love, encouragement, healing, laughter, joy, blessings. And also with our words, we can create anger, hurt, shame, wounds, tears, destruction, division despondency. Today I want to challenge us. I want to challenge us to be and change our speech to be more Christ-like. I'd like for us to go out and intentionally create some positive, encouraging moments in our classrooms, in the CAF, on campus, in our social settings. I would like to encourage you, challenge you, shine the light of Christ on others by what you say. I'm going to leave you with this passage from Proverbs 18:21. The tongue the tongue has the power of life and death. Think about that. You're dismissed.